Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. For the first time in six long weeks, Andy Spateri, Dakota Lasky, back together again. Dak, how you doing, man? It's uh, It's been a long journey to get back to the two of us in the saddle here. You were moving, I was away, but we're here now. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's good to have you back. I know I didn't get you a, a you know a wedding gift or anything, but I think the best thing I could have given you was a break from me. So there you go. You're welcome. But I'm glad to have you back. And uh, you know what? Actually, the best thing that you could have given me, you did give me. You edited the podcast for me, which is yes. like actually like a, a really big thing. So I was talking about this on my other show, and like so I started doing the Zelda podcast. Uh, it'll be four years ago in February. Wow. And this this break was the longest break that I've had in four years from um, editing, producing, and recording a podcast in four years. So it was like, or almost four years. So it, it was crazy. It was like so, it was so surreal, but it was super, super nice. So yeah, thank you for, for editing. And you and Doom did a great job. I loved listening to those episodes. I popped when you guys booed me at, the, <laughs> at booing on the Fusion. I, I thought that was so funny. Uh, it was It was a great listen. You guys did a great job. Thanks, man. No, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, step up to the plate, and I think we did a pretty good job, so I'm glad that yeah. you, know, you enjoyed it, and definitely, uh, well, thanks again to Doom for coming through and, and helping out. He's obviously been on the show before, but it was really great to have him on as a co-host for a while, and yeah, we got some good chatting, and of course, he knows what he's talking about with, like, the music stuff for sure, like, especially. Oh, my God. So when we did that episode on the soundtrack, like, that was great, because he just carried me, so... So shout out to you, man. I, just, I felt like a little boy listening to that episode. He's like, he's talking about the the isotope metric sounds, and I was just like, I like this noise, and yeah. man, he, he knows his stuff. Definitely got educated there, but um, I'm glad to have you back, dude, and I'm glad to uh, be talking more Metroid because you know Metroid Dread is literally a month away, so we got a lot yeah, to talk it's, about. It's absolutely wild. I I feel like uh, there's there's so much metroid stuff that that's happened in the last little bit um of course we got the trailer that we're going to be breaking down today we got the metroid dread report we and we got the long-awaited um arrival of, of axiom verge 2 which we will talk about somewhere down the road uh you know we've got our plates a little bit full right now but i did finish that game and i do have a lot of thoughts on it but uh it's it's been a busy uh it's been a busy stretch here so yeah it's um a lot to unpack a lot to look forward to it it's uh you know, I actually, I, I wanted to use this as a segue because I wanted to talk like just the quickest little bit of wrestling with you because I know that you okay. watched the <laughs> AEW All Out last night. But I was thinking yes. to myself today, I was like, man, finally getting Metroid Dread is like watching CM Punk come back after seven years of not wrestling. Maybe that's yeah. not, maybe that's not apt, but that's what it felt like to me. It was so, it was so awesome. But man, what a show last night. Oh my God. No, I mean, I think you're definitely spot on because... I don't think anyone really thought that CM Punk would, like, come back. I mean, I, you know, obviously there's always that, like, what-if factor and that, you know, there's no, there's obviously a chance he could come back. But he was pretty solidly saying he was never going to come back for the longest time. And, and Metroid Dread was a game we thought would never come out, even though there were, like, rumors and there's always a chance it could still come out. It, it never did for the longest time. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Metroid Dread is a CM Punk of, of Metroid games, and I'm totally with that. And yeah, I, that was an awesome show last night. Definitely one of my favorite AEW pay-per-views and one of my favorite modern wrestling pay-per-views in some time. Uh, a lot of great matches. I'm really hyped that I got to see Kenny Omega and Christian uh, for you know oh, Christian so Cage. And, you know he's Christian to me, but he's also Christian Cage. So I did watch him in TNA, but 
that was hype. I know that was a rematch, but still awesome for like the main event for the title was sick. Obviously, the finish was awesome. Uh, you even had some. I mean, you had reveals like during this show. Um, you know, Ruby Soho coming back or coming what showing a up in AEW. That was man. Yeah, that was really when, cool. When she hugged the ref and was crying yeah. coming out. Uh, I, I know most people listening to this don't want to hear about wrestling, but like. Oh my Don't God. care. Like if, you, if you're not a wrestling fan, you you got to check out this show. It was so good. The I ending was, it was so the best sick. Pay per view I've ever seen. I you know I've seen so lot, like I mean I haven't seen that many pay per views. There's been so many pay per views, but it's definitely up there for me. The ending is one of the best of all time for sure. Like when yeah. when Adam Cole came out, I was like, oh my God, they're about to do both of them at the same time. No, because like everyone knew that Brian Danielson was also showing up. And I think at this point it was kind of a done deal that they wanted to have like his first match happen at the you know the Queens like Dynamite yeah, uh, you know show, show. Yeah, yeah. so like everyone was like okay that's definitely happening then when Adam Cole showed up like oh my god no freaking way like that the whole show was sick you know the like we were saying earlier the the cage match the tag team cage match was sick oh my god that that cage match I I know I'm I'm talking hyperbole here but I I think that that might be. If that wasn't the best match I've ever seen, it's like top three. That was just unbelievable. My God. Yeah, there's My a lot God. of good. There's a lot of good cage matches. So it's 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 certainly up there though. It was really good, and I think the the right team won. So that was awesome. And yes. of course, you know the CM Punk Darby match was was great. Like that was some solid wrestling. They had some really good spots. Right guy wrote one. Um, both of them looked awesome. I mean, I think Darby came out of it looking. Really, really oh, great. Like a million bucks. Yeah, and yeah. you know, so many people probably watch this just for CM Punk. Now they're going like, man, this Darby Allen guy's a, he's a stud. Yeah, I was I was very hyped a lot. Like everything, even like the the Paul White match was great because you know he squashed QT Marshall in three minutes. That was awesome. So can't be can't be mad about that. Yeah, I thought that was an awesome show overall. Like start to finish, there wasn't really a a match that I didn't enjoy. Even the Casino Battle Royale, even though the format's kind of weird, I. I enjoy that a lot, but yeah, I mean the you put Crush, yeah. Christian and Kenny Omega with tables. That's a banger right there. Darby versus CM Punk banger ending was awesome. Uh, awesome pay per view. Yeah, so so good. Well, we'll we'll stop talking about wrestling, but man, what a what a show! I still got it on my brain. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of like a casual wrestling fan, but watching that, I was I was like ready to be pardon the pun all in again. So like, yeah, it was it was such a good show. Um, but let us get on to what we are here today to talk about and that is the uh, metroid dread report number six trailer Uh, nintendo was calling this the metroid dread 2 trailer and um, obviously before you know before we break it down uh we we have to put out there that this is going to be spoiler filled such as it is so if you're like our buddy doom and you are trying to go in cold turkey this is not the show for you Okay, you can uh, you can save this. You can come back and listen to it after you have completed Metroid Dread. But if you want to go in and you don't want to know some of the specifics about uh, the Metroid Dread game and the intro, then make sure that you are not coming back to this. But um, or not listening to this rather. But I, I actually did want to have a conversation with you about this because I've seen like a couple of these articles uh, making the waves around the internet. And I think one of them was from like screen ranch or something like that. Game rant. It was some goofy article. Uh, game rant. Yeah. Yeah. Game rant. Yeah. And, and I think, I think we're on the same page with this, but it was kind of like, um, Nintendo spoiling too much of the game. And like they're, they have a history of spoiling their own games and, and I'm watching this and, um, I'm just like, 
I don't know, man. Like, they, they very clearly said that what you see... Actually, you know what? Let's just say right now, before before I finish what I'm about to say, spoiler warning is on. Spoiler warning is on. This is your last chance to turn back, okay? All right. So All we right. got that out of the way. Now, okay. <laughs> they very clearly say in the Metroid Dread report that the opening confrontation with the Chozo is like the the very opening of the game like that is how samus loses all of her abilities so i'm like you're you're probably gonna see this in like the first let's say hour i don't know maybe not even of the games like how much of a spoiler is that really now i think that you could maybe say that um that the crate thing was uh, was a little bit of a spoiler and, and maybe could have been a good surprise but like also i feel like you know, maybe you do want to market that to, to new people. And they're just like, Oh my God, what is this? Like, what is this Godzilla looking beast or even to Metroid fans? And they're just like, Oh my God, crate is back. Like if I, you know, it, maybe I'm a lapsed fan that hasn't played a Metroid game since super Metroid. But like now the, now the crate is in here. Like I, I got to get this now. Um, I, I don't think there was really any downfall to showing it. And, and it got me thinking of like what I even thought a spoiler was in kind of the context of, you know, what everyone else is talking about. And, like, I I mean, I think if they revealed, like, the the end twist of the game, or, like, if they showed a cutscene of, like, the a critical, crucial plot moment of the game, then, yeah, I, I think that you could say that they're spoiling it. Like, if, if Metroid Fusion had in the, in the trailer, like, this Adam Malkovich guy is actually the computer, like, okay, that's a spoiler, but I, I, I think that what we've seen so far for Dread for me, doesn't really, you know, constitute anything in the way of spoilers. And I, I think you feel the same. Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty much what I've been saying, too. Like, this is stuff that, yeah, it's, like, not information we would have had otherwise, but it's not, you know, revealing a twist. It's not resolving a plot line and, and something like to that degree. So I think it's totally fine. Like, how can you not show off that scene? It looks super awesome, like Samus going like Shadow of the Colossus style on Kraid. Like that's that's crazy. Like it looks it looks like such an awesome cutscene and like boss fight that's gonna happen. So of course you gotta show that off. We already know the Dark Chozo are involved in the game, so it's no surprise that like we're gonna fight them. So that's not really a spoiler. I think just some people are you know, I don't know, maybe they just really don't want any information, but you gotta give some information to you know, entice some people to you know, get the game. Not everyone's just going to get it because it's Metroid Dread. Like, I, I've seen some right. people uh, pushing lately, like, oh, just, you know, just posting, like, buy Metroid Dread on... And I, I'm, I'm always against, like, those spamming kind of campaigns where you just spam, like, do this or do that, like, buy this and support this without actually showing why. I think there's so many awesome things about Metroid Dread that you can easily show off to entice people to be interested in the series and buy the game. I think this the stuff they showed off in this trailer is... is exactly what that is you show off like samus doing all these cool new abilities you show off you know samus taking on crate or whatever like that's stuff that you show to people to get them to want to play metroid dread not just telling them buy metroid dread it'll support the series who cares like what really matters is that the game's good and awesome and that we should want everyone to play it so that's kind of how i felt about it and that's why i feel like the seeing this kind of stuff in the trailer is good because to Metroid fans, they instantly recognize some of this stuff, and they sh they show that it's a big deal. And to someone who's unengaged, they might not know who Crate is, so they're like, oh, like you said, like oh, there's a cool, awesome monster that Samus is fighting, or like that's sick. Or and or they find out that like oh, Crate's a big deal, and now they're like, oh wow, like this is a big deal. Look at all these Metroid fans talking about this. 
clearly this is a big deal. Clearly I have to check this out. Like that's how this kind of stuff works. And I feel like it's great. I'm, I'm honestly glad that they're doing this. I said this on, um, the Glentendo podcast that I was guesting on, by the way, shout outs to them. Uh, the Glentendo podcast that Glenn does my boy along with, uh, Koopa and, I was talking about this on that show as well. Is that rather than like over, you know, overshare than undershare. I rather than give out too much information and show off all the awesome stuff this game has, and maybe you know, quote unquote, spoil some aspects of the game for people, even though it's at the beginning, rather than undersharing and potentially not enticing some people to play the game at all. I I think you could make a case if like if this if this fight with the Dark Chozo was. Let's even say midway through the game. Maybe that could be construed as, as more of a spoiler. Um, certainly if it was like one of the final bosses of the game and it's like... But, but I mean, you already knew that the Chosa was showing up, as you said. Like, they showed him in the first Metroid Dread trailer, which was... I, I think, like, if you've shown him then, like, you might as well show more, right? And, and that was kind of where I was at with it. And then I saw some people, um, you know, kind of kind of lamenting about the abilities and i was like well that one i i feel like i'm just really not in that same camp about because like that's dude, not is it a spoiler that we're getting the speed booster back i mean like that that's sweet to me as as a metroid fan because that's my favorite power up in the series and like I'm, I'm just like oh man i'm even more excited for this game and i think that that was the purpose behind yeah, showing of off a lot of things like the flash dive or not the flash dive what did the we call flash it shift See, I told you, it's go. not. it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's just an air dash. No. It's such a good Maybe. ability. How do you not show that off? Like, that's the kind of stuff like that, the storm missile. Like, I, like all that kind of stuff is like, this is sick gameplay. you got to show off the work that the developers are putting in. Like, how do you not show off before the game launches that Samus can air dash twice? Like, that's sick. It's the same thing as, like, imagine if before Halo 3, they didn't show off any of, like, the equipment, which was new to Halo at the time. And, like, remember that trailer where, like, the Starry Night trailer where... Master Chief throws down the bubble shield. Like, that's before Halo 3 ever came out, and that's an equipment, you know, piece of equipment that was part of Halo 3 that was not part of an original Halo game before that. That would have been quote-unquote spoilers, but, like, that's a big aspect of the game. Of course, you got to show that off. So it's... I think a spoiler is something that reveals a twist or resolves an ending or is, like, a major, major piece of information that drastically changes, like, your perspective on the game or something, like... Like, crate showing up in a Metroid game is cool, and it's... But I don't... Is it really f spoilers? Maybe if Kraid's the the major bad guy, you know? Right. If, if Kraid was the antagonist... If he's the mastermind, then yeah. that's a spoiler, but... But if it's just Kraid showing up... Not. No, exactly. It just looks like Kraid is, is, shows up, and Samus is like, Oh, I've already beaten this guy, Like, and he can't move. He's, he's big and... You know, he's, he's not going anywhere. And you can see that reaction in the trailer where Samus doesn't even move, like as Kraid lunges at her. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that anything we saw in these trailers are major spoilers. I think people kind of overreacted. I can understand maybe wanting to have saved, you know, finding out about Kraid before play, you know, until they actually played it for themselves. Okay, I think that's fine, but I, I don't necessarily think that that's like an objective, outright horrible spoiler. And something that Nintendo shouldn't have shown off. Because I'm glad that they did. I, I think for context. And this is the last thing that I'll mention before we move on until the actual trailer. But let's say... I think that the placement of, of the things that you're showing in your game really counts. Because let's say for context that um, Kraid was kind of like 
the Proteus Ridley of Metroid Dread, where like you beat the game and then afterwards it's like exactly. this bonus boss where it's like, it's great. I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I feel like you're very likely going to fight Kraid on your way to like the, the gravity suit or Kraid something. Kraid might like be that, like right? the first boss. Like the second, yeah. not the first boss, because we know Corpius is like the first boss, but he could be like the second or third boss. Like, yeah, that's, this is all stuff that's very clearly happening at the very beginning, if not most of like the beginning of the game. It's not, it doesn't even seem like it's stuff that would be second act or midpoint of the game at all. So, yeah. I don't, and, I, and, and to be fair, you, you do see a quick shot of Samus using the screw attack, but, and usually that's a power up that you get towards the latter half of the game. But I mean, like, who cares? Like, that's just, a quick second of her using an ability. Yeah, but maybe it's not this time. And, and yeah, maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe it's not. That could be early. Metroid has definitely kind of moved away um, from having the screw attack as like the ultimate power up. And like now I feel like the power bombs are the ultimate power up in the game. And that yeah. actually, all, that all started with Zero Mission. So yeah, maybe maybe it's not towards the end of the game at all. That You know what? But Kate, one last thing before we move on. <laughs> I can only think of one time in my life where I watched a trailer and I was just like, oh my God, they spoiled the entire thing. What's the point of watching it now? And that was the Batman versus Superman trailer where they showed Doomsday, they showed Wonder Woman. And I was like, why do I need to see this movie now? And in hindsight, I probably didn't need to see that movie because the trailer pretty much gave you everything you needed to know. So they definitely didn't pull that with this trailer. I'll say that. No, definitely not. Like, we don't even remotely see a majority of the game. Like, we might have seen, like, you know, a decent portion of, like, the power-ups or upgrades, but I think that's fine because those are the aspects of the game that are going to carry you to the other parts of the game we haven't learned about yet. So I'm very right. glad that we know about, like, the air dash, and now I'm super excited. Like, well, I cannot wait to break some ankles. And I wonder, you know, now that we know, like, the ice missile exists, or, you know, is the diffusion missile going to be there? Are we going to get other stuff? If Kraid's there, who else? You know, it, it, it's these spoilers aren't anything that answered much. They, If anything, they kind of raised more questions, right? Like, now that we know Kraid's back, like, well, who else could be back? You know, this upgrade's back. What else can they do? That kind of stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, we've talked wrestling, we've talked spoilers, we've talked Batman versus Superman. Let's get to the actual trailer itself. The trailer is two minutes and four seconds but we'll see if we can uh spend a little bit more time than that breaking it down dak are you ready i am uh yeah i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready all right so let's start off i'm gonna hit play in three two one play so three two one play we've got that great nintendo switch snap gotta love it yeah um, you okay know. so let's is what it is let's actually pause it right here at five seconds because okay. <laughs> uh people are calling this the dread um power suit i think uh because they, they've got the traditional orange shoulder pads the orange um, i mean various suit. all around you right or yeah i'm sorry the very suit yeah um the power suit is the is the green one although i i have just been calling that the dread suit or the, I mean, blue, the blue one greenish, turquoise one yeah it's like it's kind of turquoise ish i feel like really? anyways okay i yeah, I think I think so. Let, let us know where you're at with that at Omega Metroid Pod. <laughs> <laughs> but so so this is taking place at the beginning of the game when Samus gets, uh, as the Metro Dread report calls it, quote, ability amnesia. So I have to believe that you land on planet ZDR in your various suit um, and then transition into the Dread suit after this confrontation with um, this Dark Chozo leader. And I I just. I wonder, I have a theory that we'll get to at the at the end of the video here, but um, yeah, it, it seems very it seems very much that you start off with this uh, orange Varia suit, which 
I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen some people saying that because we're calling it the power suit and it's the, the blue dread suit that we're going to upgrade into this orange Varia suit. And I actually think that it's the reverse. What do you, where do you land on that? Well, what it seems to me, here's, here's my theory is Samus shows up at the beginning of dread in this like yellow gold, whatever, like this is the Varia suit she shows up in this. Then she fights Kraid. Like it's gonna be like I think Kraid is gonna even though we saw Corpius first I think we're gonna I think Kraid is the first boss of the game unless I'm wrong and we I, I I'm I'm pretty sure Kraid's the first one because we see in that cutscene Kraid or Samus fighting Kraid in this like various suit and not in the dread suit mm-hmm. so I'm thinking she fights Kraid in this suit that fight happens and she has like all her abilities and whatnot. And then she's confronted by the Dark Chozo. Dark Chozo beats her up, whatever. She has ability amnesia. And that's when she falls back to the Parasuit variant, which is the blue version that we've already seen at the beginning. And then she goes and fights Corpius and goes from there and then re-upgrades back to the various suit that we see at the beginning of the game here. And then goes from there because we know that she also gets the gravity suit. So likely it's the the blue power suit, the dread suit. And then you have this yellow, white and yellowish gold, orange, whatever suit, the, the Varia version. And then you have the gravity suit, the purple version of the dread suit. Yeah, I think that's pretty much spot on, actually. I, I think that I think that we're going to have this suit first and then the dread suit second. And I think we're going to spend a good amount of time in the dread suit because that's how, you know, that's the amiibo that they made. That's most of the marketing that we've seen before this trailer um, even the thumbnail for this trailer has has Samus in the dread suit with like the blue shoulder pads or the turquoise shoulder pads. So yeah, I, I think that we're going to start off the game with the Varia, and then we're going to lose that uh, at the end of this confrontation. Actually, so let's resume play here and yeah. Um, I mean, watch I think Samus it's, roll you know, into this room. Yeah, it's pretty much the the Varia. I mean, like the Omega suit that she kind of ends with at the end of Fusion, you know. And then yeah. it's show, and then it's by now it's gone back to this like mechanical version, and then she goes from there. Oh my god! So we we got to stop on this Chozo. He just looks so menacing. So we're at uh, we're at eighteen seconds here, and in fact we can we can go back just like a half a second and uh, and look at kind of his his torso here. So this Chozo warrior, who we have nicknamed the Dark Chozo, um, this guy has. A very, I mean, basically he's wearing a power suit. He's wearing the same power suit as Samus. He's got the arm cannon on his uh, on his left arm. He's got the, um, he's got kind of the similar, like even to the dark suit. You know it had those kind of grooves inside? Like you can see it on his leg, um, right mm-hmm. at the top there. He's got those same kind of, uh, I don't know what you'd even call it, like an indentation. Um, not quite shoulder pads, but he's got the, I don't know, the shoulder, like shoulder things. They look, yeah. they look badass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this no, just I love this like, guy. Just like so menacing. It's it's awesome to see like a foe that's kind of um like similar to Samus in in physicality, but like it, like obviously outpowers him. It, it this reminds me actually of like when you see Bane just beating the hell out of Batman in the Dark Knight. Like it's like <laughs> it's a physical foe. It's not a psychological foe like the Joker was. This the Dark Chozo is obviously going to be a physical threat. A physical presence, and uh, you know, one that is very clearly more powerful than Samus. Yeah, that's that's what I love about this is that Samus is, doesn't look like completely weak at all, but she clearly has enemies that are, you know, 
outpower her at the beginning, which is awesome, you know? You know, you don't have two... You don't have a character that just seems weak overall, and then, of course, everything seems stronger. Like, Samus is clearly still, still a strong character, but has the Emmys, and now mm-hmm. the Dark Chozo to, to, to deal with. Um, I love this follow-up from, like, the Samus Returns Chozo memories. We're finally seeing these Dark Chozo in 3D. And I love, like, the the like the dichotomy between, like, Samus' power suit, which is all functionality... And, and for the most part, and then you have, like, the Dark Chozo suit, which has, like, the regalia, and it, it shows off more of, you know, clearly this is kind of, like, a leader-type Chozo of some sort, or at least kind of showing off more of, like, you know, the Dark Chozo, I guess, clan here, right? Like, it's not just a, a suit for function, so clearly this isn't just some rando char- Dark Chozo soldier, right? Like, this is, mm-hmm. I, I would have to assume someone of... of importance and that arm this, cannon this looks, looks like sick. the head honcho to me it could very well he be the head honcho yeah he looks like a vip for sure yeah i love um, like actually, the helmet I mean, looks I'm, sick looks like the headdress like, i love it and yeah the pauldron's awesome i want to go back to and and just make note of two things so 15 seconds at this trailer samus is walking up and samus has swagger which is awesome and we we saw that in the last trailer as well when she was fighting corpius but i just like i it makes me so happy to see that like she is she's walking up to this badass looking chozo she must know it's a chozo she probably knows that he's like gonna overpower her but she's got her cannon up she's ready to go she ain't backing down um love the presentation of samus in that way and if you fast forward just a little bit to um 17 seconds we'll go back in the close-up of the uh the torso of this chozo warrior um, you can see he's got the, the red sashes and those have like embroidered golden, uh, Chozo language. And actually a mm-hmm. couple of our buddies over on Twitter, uh, Torvis and a couple of his crew are, are doing kind of a, a deciphering project because the, apparently there's like a whole alphabet of these triangular, uh, I don't know what you call them letters, I guess. And they're, they're trying to decipher exactly what it means. So if you're interested in that, um, our, our friends over there, I think he's got his own discord server, um. You could probably check them out and see, you know, what they've learned. Yeah, that's. I really want to like know more about this character, so I really can't wait to find out what that all says. I still love the arm cannon, though. I love how uh, Mercury Steam has gone with the as arm cannons that are big and chonky, both for Samus yeah, and now for the awesome. Dark Chozo. You know, going with going with the Bane motif again. It's got like the venom just serrated to the sides of the arm cannon, about to, yeah to fire it up and pump it up yeah this arm cannon looks just awesome yeah i love this um, suit right, overall and it's like such a cool like evolution of like the suit we know so very sleek very menacing uh very just looks formidable that's i want this in destiny too i'm like looking at this guy i'm like this guy has got all the cool exotics really cool character wish i could have that in destiny imagine if this guy shows up as the last fighter, Smash. That would Smash be pack. sick. Like just a. That'd be so good. A, a top tier DLC version of Samus. Oh my god, I can I can see the salt already. Oh, people would hate it, but we would love it. Yes, we would love it. All right, let's resume playing. We're at 17 seconds here, so let's watch a little bit more and see how far we get before we pause again. Metroid Dread. We got those Chozo hieroglyphics in the background. Uh, it seems like we're gonna like really peel back the curtain on the chozo in this game let's let's pause it for a quick sec here before before we go on and talk about the gameplay actually i i wanted Uh. to give my two cents on a question that i asked you guys last week um and that was about the mystique of the chozo kind of being 
pulled away a little bit by by seeing so much of them. I actually think your answer, Dak, was perfect, and that was kind of my answer. Thank where, you. Like, yes, it does take away a little bit, but I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 been long enough, right? Like the whole time we've yeah. kind of, you know they've been in the background, they've been in the background, they show up in the environment, and they're really this kind of ulterior behind the scenes force this almost and maybe not even behind the scenes was not active in the story and i think now i think now is the time to have them active in the story and as a result yeah that's going to definitely you know peel back some of the layers and some of that mystique but again at the same time just with these other you know quote-unquote spoilers like we were talking about earlier i think some of what we're seeing here is giving us you know, these things are, are giving us more questions rather than just entirely giving us answers, right? Like, sure, we're learning more about the Chozo and that kind of peels back some of the mystique. But even some of this trailer, like, we don't know what these hieroglyphics mean at all. So now I have more questions, you know, like I'm looking at all this stuff and I have more questions. And I'm like, I'm certain that we're not going to learn maybe everything about the Chozo in this game either. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen in... Uh, you know, the game that comes after Metroid Dread, if there's still some more mm-hmm. to talk about. So, you know, who knows where we go after that? So I don't think we're going to necessarily get to the root of everything here, because a lot of what this game is going to be about is wrapping up the current story with Samus and the Metroids and all that, but I think also setting up the next story, which I think will be probably more Samus and Chozo based, right? And rather than Samus and Metroid based. So I think a lot of what we're going to see is going to be setting you know, the foundation for what comes next. So maybe some more added mystique will, will be there. So who knows? Yep. I, I totally agree. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's get back to the trailer here. I am paused at 31 seconds and I've got a still image of Samus here. So we, we just saw her using the air dash. Whew. I already forget what the game actually calls it. You, the, the, flash? Fa- the flash shift. I feel like that's so funny. You forgot shift. because I was like, yeah, this doesn't roll off the tongue. You're like, Oh, I love flash shift. And then you've forgotten every <laughs> single time what it's called. I, I, this isn't the last time I'll forget it either. The I air dash, you, man. I forget it next time. Too. Look at that. So she's got an air dash. This looks awesome. Uh, it's right out of, I mean, it's, it's out of a lot of games, but th- for me, um, this brings to mind playing Ori in the Blind Forest, which makes great use of the air dash. So it seemed like maybe they were just like, you know what? This works in Metroidvania games. Let's get it over. Let's bring it to Metroid. It really looks like, and we'll see this, we'll talk about this later when we see the speed burst. But man, it just like really looks like they are like, how do we make this the most fast-paced, momentum-filled Metroid game that we can possibly make it? And this game just looks so slick uh the the movement options just look incredible um i'm i'm really excited to utilize this yeah you know the fighting game player in me it just loves seeing this you know this is some marvel right here i love this option because you can do it facing forward you know or like you know you can do it do it going forward while you're facing forward or go backwards while you're still facing forward so you can do it to you know clear gaps and maybe just get that little bit of extra distance you need on a jump or you can use it to like close the gap on an enemy, but you can also use it to dash back and do an attack from, you know, like a fadeaway kind of shot, right? And get some distance between you while, you know, you can get some distance on the enemy without having to turn around, you know, or jump or something like that. So you can dash backwards with your air dash and still be facing and immediately act out of the dash as you're, you know, getting back into those active frames and deal some damage. So it looks really cool. I love how you can, you know, go forward in that way, but also use it in kind of a defensive manner and, and mix up your enemies, which is really sick to watch. 
Yeah, it, it looks awesome. And you can use it uh, consecutively up to three times, according to the Metroid Dread report. So that's going to come in I think, very, very handy. Three times? So, I think I only saw it yeah. used twice in a row in the trailer, but three times? Oh three my times. god, first... So, I mean, it, it is an Aeon ability, so you're going to, you know, you're you're going to use your Aeon when you when you use it, which is probably good, because I think if you can, like, spam Air Dash, that maybe breaks the game a little bit. It, it's kind of, that's, how what, that's what Other M did, actually, a little bit. You could just press the up button continuously, mm-hmm. and you would dodge every single move. So, it is nice to see it grounded a little bit, but yeah, three times, that's... We're going to be moving fast. Well, you know, it's going to be awesome. Metroid Dread added this. Nick All-Stars Brawl has air dashing. Love to see it. Um, yeah, I'm, one, I'm curious if this isn't like an intangible air dash or not, because at the very least, like, I'd be okay with you, you know, maybe it being a little more flexible or unlimited if you could still take damage, because it's not like an auto dodge because you still are, you know, you're moving in only one direction. It's not going to like place mm-hmm. you in a safe spot. And it, if it's not, you know, intangible and it, you can still take damage or it be, you know, it can be interrupted. Then it's not something you can safely spam in like all situations. So um, I, I do think the three limit is probably more than enough. I mean, three dashes at that point, if you can't make it happen, <laughs> you're, yeah. you know, you don't deserve Rethink it. Think your so. jump. If yeah. you can't do it in three. Uh, okay, so I'm paused at 31 seconds. Before I hit play, I do have two things that I want to quickly note here. Um, first, we see Samus firing the spacer beam. So we've got three... This looks like fireballs, actually. Or maybe that's coming from the enemy. I better rewind just to uh, just to be sure of my facts here. But um, it looks like the spacer is definitely back. And it also looks like um, the, the charge beams... Oh, no, that was definitely Samus using that. So mm-hmm. the charge beam doors from uh, Samus Returns are also back. So probably not the the biggest revelation in the world, but those are indeed a a thing that are coming back, which is good. Nice. Yeah. All right. So let's hit uh, let's hit play. So we've got some more action. Uh, Samus is zipping around. We are cutting through to the fight with the Dark Chozo and Samus here. Oh. And uh, okay. First of all, let's let's pause at. Uh, Let's say 33 seconds. Um, well, let's say 34 seconds. So let's pause at 34 seconds. We see what I'm assuming is going to be an awesome... I think this is a cutscene. Maybe maybe you'll actually have a boss fight in here. One, that, one of those ones that like you can't win. Or maybe it's kind of like the Ridley fight from Super Metroid. Where like you can fight long enough. But then you know the cutscene will trigger eventually. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome cinematics here. Between the Dark Chozo and Samus. They are just going at it. And... Uh, you know this this fight is kind of interspliced throughout this entire trailer, but what a what a wicked looking fight and and just like what a gorgeous looking game that we've seen so far. Yeah, this is I mean this is another question that we talked about in the Q and A, uh, Duminal and I, where you know what do we prefer like the two D or three D? And I think this is still you know another reason why I prefer the three D because these cutscenes just take it to a whole new level. And when they're done right, like, the cinematics are just so awesome. Like, you don't need any words spoken, just action. You know, actions speak louder than words. And you're seeing some awesome Samus and some awesome, you know, Metroid action and combat out of these cutscenes. I don't know if we'll get an actual fight, but just seeing, like, you know, the different perspectives you get and all the different effects they can do and how awesome it looks. Like, this is just, you know, a 2D Metroid on the Switch, and these cutscenes are 
are really, really good, uh, you know, in terms of not mm-hmm. just how they look, but I think how they're animated is just awesome. Everything has, like, impact and weight to it. Like, Samus sliding past that blast, you can see it, like, blow up in the background, like, the air that this Dark Chozo gets. And I and I love the design of the, the Dark Chozo team being taken advantage of in these cutscenes, where you're not just seeing them stand around, like, these things jump around in big claws and firing off lasers and whatnot like this is awesome so i i love that that mercury steam is not only trying to make it look good gameplay wise but in the cinematics i think this is exactly how you do a metroid cinematic like few to no words at all just straight up action and and you know giving us exactly what we need to know about these characters in, in a few moments yeah, yeah, in letting us know these characters through their actions, which is, I, I think, I think that Nintendo really did take that lesson to heart. Uh, I, I really do. I think that they mm-hmm. realized why people like Samus, and it's clearly evident that Mercury Steam understands why people like Samus. Yeah, you know, yep. you brought up that question that you and Doom talked about last week, and um, Doom said that he liked the the two D style, yes. and you know what? I do too. I love the two D style, but I I think that. I, I love the 2D style because it was the best at the time. And, it like, it still looks great. It never ages. It always looks great. But, man, if you could have Metroid Fusion or Super Metroid remade exactly. in a way that looks like Metroid Dread, I mean, I'm I'm going to take that. It just looks so impressive, I think. So, yeah, I, I was with you on that. Um, all right, well, let's go forward here a few seconds. Let's pause at... Uh, we got the big reveal coming up at 38 seconds. Oh, my God. I was on my honeymoon. I, me and mm-hmm. my wife went for a little mini moon because we couldn't go anywhere lavish, obviously, because of the uh, the flight situation right now. So we we went to a resort and we uh, we stayed at this like really nice resort. There's like flower petals everywhere. We walk into the room. I look at my phone and I'm like, wow, this is romantic. Hold on, there's a new Metroid <laughs> trailer and Crate is in it. Are you kidding me? So the first thing I did was I watched this trailer uh, and I just like absolutely completely popped off. Watching Kraid come back. This guy has not been in a Metroid game since Metroid Zero Mission. That was like over 15 years ago. 15 years ago. This dude, oh my god, to see him back was so awesome. I do think it would have been cool in a Metroid Prime game. Hopefully that can still happen. But just the the euphoria, the joy of seeing Kraid back in the saddle. Oh my god, I was like... Just unbelievably, uh, I popped so huge. I love to see it. He's my boy. Uh, I, I, was, I was so happy. I was so happy to see Kraid. Yeah, nothing really sets the uh, sets the tone and the vibe, really, or the mood on your honeymoon than Kraid in a new Metroid game. Um, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> After I saw this, I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I was really excited for this. You know what? You know, I do agree that it would have been cool to see Kraid come back and maybe Metroid Prime, maybe as Metacraid. But honestly, I think this works better because when I think of, like, a classic 2D Metroid boss, you got to think of Kraid. You think of, like, the Super Metroid fight, you think of the Zero Mission fight. So I think Kraid coming back as, like, alongside of 2D Metroids also coming back is, I think, works really well thematically. Like, this, they can just read, you know, do another rematch, have Samus versus Kraid 3. At Wrestle Kingdom 11, you know, like it's something just crazy like that, where just you get the rematch, and whether it's actually Kraid or not Kraid, like whatever. I think at the end of the day, this is really cool to to bring Kraid back at the same time as you bring back 2D Metroid, kind of overall, really, with a new a new 2D Metroid. I think this is very fitting, so I'm glad to see him yeah. back. 
Though I am, I really do hope they do like a meta crate in Metroid Prime 4. Maybe they will. Maybe with all the reaction that we've seen with uh, with Crate and Dread, maybe Retro is like, hmm. If they're not already working on it, they're probably like, hmm, maybe we do got to bring this guy back and just we got to one up their their crate and have an even better crate in our game, and we just have you know the crate race and just who can get the better crate. And I'm totally about that because I love seeing these classic bosses come back and done right. I mean, even for all its faults, Other M, I think, did a pretty good job with that with, with Fantoon. So, uh, you know, and, I, Nightmare, actually. And, and Nightmare. And then, of course, you yeah. know, Samus Returns brought back Ridley in their way and I think was was awesome as well. So I, if it's done right, of course, you know, whether that's done right is subjective. But I think in this case, they did an awesome job. And I think having this fight as one of the the big kind of show off boss fight for the beginning of the game you know because corpius is one thing corpius is cool but corpius is kind of like a mini boss you know it's like the arachnus of the game i would think like this is a this is a big boss right here this is showtime yeah. so i think it's good that we get to see this i do think this will probably be the big first boss of of the game and i'm very excited to see like how this is is craig getting out of those chains is he is he gonna break free is he gonna get away from the restraints is he gonna you know be let loose is samus gonna you know, what's Samus going to be able to do against him? So I'm, I'm really excited to you see how this I plays see, out. I could see this maybe ending up being like when you um, when you fight Ridley in Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. And you fight him at the beginning of the game. You fight Meta Ridley. And then at the end of the game, he kind of oh. shows up and he's Omega Ridley. Like, that That would be sick if this is kind of like the appetizer fight. Because, yeah, I, I do think that this is at the beginning of the game. Uh, we still see Samus in her in her various suits, mm-hmm. and Kraid is definitely shackled up. And it's like, uh, first of all, why is Kraid shackled up? But second of all, man, he's got to break out of there, right? And when he does, you got to figure he's going on some kind of rampage that only Samus is going to be able to stop. I love that Kraid is like right up in her face too, and and Samus doesn't move. Um, very cool. And you know what? Speaking of Prime and bosses that come back, you know who we never talk about who might be a cool candidate come back in a metroid prime game is dragon from super metroid i think that that could actually be a pretty neat fight because like think about it he could fly around he could grab you and maybe there could be like the um the little uh like i don't know be or whatever is that you grab onto with your um with your grapple and you can slowly electrocute him i think that could be a cool prime fight actually i i've always wanted to see saris come back from fusion uh, that's yeah, one of my favorite boss yeah. fights and in prime i think that should be perfect like just have a whole platforming segment where sarah's just taking out platforms and flying all over the place and whatnot and you got to jump around and and take them out like yes definitely do that if you know i'm always down for new bosses but at the same time like there haven't been so many metroid games where we fought the same boss over and over and over again obviously ridley is is the exception to that rule but for the most part i think we've we haven't seen so so many bosses too many times where like seeing them again is is that bad. Like like you said, last time right. we saw Kraid was zero mission, so to have him back now is is really awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, this isn't the trailer here. We'll get back on track in a second, but really quickly off the top of my head, the only bosses in Met, in the entire Metroid series that you fight more than one time: Ridley, Kraid, Fantoon, Nightmare, Dark Samus, uh, I, and I don't Arachnus. Yeah, and, and even uh, then, you don't really really fight them that many more times. Like, you only fight Nightmare twice. It's not like Nightmare shows up, yeah. you know, every other game or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that that could be pretty cool. All right, well, I am paused at 38 seconds here. I'm about to hit play, so let's get it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that's just a badass shot of Samus charging her cannon. And a badass shot of Samus underwater here. 
Yeah, likely just before um, so she gets the gravity suit. Really quickly, going back there um, to, 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 I want to say th- about 40, about 46 seconds, Samus actually performs a, uh, either a space jump or a double jump. It, it looked like just more of a double jump to me, mm-hmm. which actually is something that we have never seen in Metroid before. Uh, it's usually always been just a regular jump or the high jump or the space jump. So that could be kind of cool if that's a direction that we're going, because I think that you can, I think that the space jump can be a little bit janky sometimes, and sometimes just having a regular old double jump would be fine with me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally fine with that. I think this just makes sense. It, it pretty much streamlines the game a little more, which is seemingly the intent of Dread in a lot of ways, gameplay-wise, story-wise. So uh, happy to see that. Um, so I, I paused it to talk about the double jump at 47 seconds. But actually, it looks like we are in kind of a Chozo Hall of some sorts here. It looks very cool. There's staircases, a Chozo statue. And um, either either this isn't as early in the game as we think, because Samus has 100 missiles, but only one energy tank, or you can just find a crazy amount of missiles really fast, or you start off with a crazy amount of missiles. Either way, I'm okay with that. Samus is in her various suit here by the way yeah i mean this could uh, this this could even be like different gameplay sessions or campaigns you know patched together like we're seeing clips where she's got you know 129 missiles and and several tanks available and then 195 yeah. and more than that but then she's over at you know only has 107 and a similar amount so uh who knows but yeah maybe the game's just going to give you a ton of missiles to work with which which i'm okay with um and we Speaking also see of, the ice actually, missile come back too yeah, this is the ice missile. So yes. that's making its uh, triumphant return from Metroid Fusion. And, uh, you know, maybe Samus is still unable to have the ice beam, even though she had it at the end of Metroid Fusion. I'm not sure. I do like that they didn't uh, that they didn't keep the gimmick from Samus Returns of having, like, the, the beams, the ice beams, and then the grapple beams. It looks like everything is just all in, in one, you know, in the same section, which is nice. So I'd like to see that. Yeah, um, we, uh, speaking yeah. of, there is uh, a new ability here, and it is called the Cross Bomb, and this powerful bomb explodes in four directions, according to the Metro Dread report. So this looks pretty like badass. It looks like a looks like a quick way to to break some blocks in front of you. I mean, there's nothing worse than like when you're slowly rolling, stop, bomb, block explodes, roll to the next one over, and it just it takes you forever to get to it. So I I really like this again. It looks like they're really just like trying to find ways to speed up the gameplay experience of Metroid Dread. Yeah, um, yeah, I like the multi bombs. I think it just makes sense because you know anytime you kind of use the morph ball bombs, you just you spam them as many as you can anyway. So this kind of streamlines that. I'm sure you won't have that available to you immediately, and probably not until the midpoint of the game. So by then, you'll definitely have more use to get as many blocks out of your way as possible. And going back to the ice missile, I'm excited to see that back. I'm not sure. I'm 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 guessing with like the transition from fusion to to dread that as Samus kind of her suit goes back from the entirely organic or mostly organic to like what we see in Metroid Dread, maybe she kind of loses some aspects of like the Omega suit, so maybe she can't entirely use like all the stuff we see at the end of Metroid Fusion. Maybe it's kind of just temporary. Uh, who knows? Maybe, I'm, I'm excited to see if maybe we get the diffusion missile back though, because. You know, the ice missile appears in Metroid Prime 3, and it appears in Metroid Fusion, and then you can upgrade it to the Diffusion missile, which gives you that, you know, the AoE kind of burst afterward, which is one of my favorite uh, 
upgrades in Metroid Fusion. So I'd love to see that come back as well. Yeah, I, I thought that the diffusion missile was a very cool touch and, and kind of opened up a lot of puzzle opportunities in the in the 2D realm. So I'd be totally down to see that come back as well. Um, so pause at 49 seconds. Let's get it going here. And it actually looked like in that scene with the, uh, the cross bombs that Samus is in a gravity form there. Uh, so really quick, pausing here at 57 seconds, we saw another little tidbit of the fight between the Dark Chozo and Samus. But we have got the grapple beam coming back, and it looks like you can do a, a few different things with it this go-around. You know, we're all used to the very standard grapple blocks, and uh, it looks like this time you can actually grapple to um, the blue sticky walls. I forget what they were called, like the spider walls or spider grip walls or something like that. But it looks like, again, you can just uh, grapple right to them, pull you up. Uh, in a few seconds here, we'll see Samus uh, make use of the grapple beam like she did in Samus Returns, where you use it to actually like pull objects either towards you or away from you. I thought that they did a really good job using the grapple beam in Samus Returns. I'm glad to see it in this game have a little bit more, like uh, I don't know, fluidity, or like it's not so tied to the grapple blocks, because that's the one thing that I don't really love about using the grapple beam. I love it. I like using it, just not really on the grapple blocks to get around. Yeah, I think it's one of like the more underutilized upgrades that you kind of get in the Metroid series because, like you said, they're so limited. Like in the Metroid Prime games before, like Corruption, that's pretty much you, you just used it on the grapple hooks, you know? But now, like, I liked at least in Corruption, kind of did like the shield stuff. Samus Returns, as you said, incorporates more stuff. And yeah, now you have those sh uh, spider walls, which you can cling to kind of like the monkey bars and fusion, but. And, you know, I like, can walk up the, the walls, but you could also shoot over and kind of like Spider-Man your way over to the other wall, which is really awesome and, and keeps the flow of like the game running, right? Where you're, you're running around, you're sliding around, you're double jumping, you're, you're air dashing. And instead of having to kind of go into this clunky grapple situation, you can just quickly, you know, zip line from one spot to another and, and dash across to it, which gives you some more diagonal options where it seems like the air dash is strictly horizontal. So... Yeah, that, that's really cool, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to jumping around and, and climbing around really quickly. As this game looks like you're going to be able to, like, it's not, you're, I, this is one thing I love about this game is that, you know, in past Metroid games, I feel like to, like, go fast, you kind of have to know, like, the nuances of, of speedrunning in a Metroid game. And now in this game, I feel like the, the bar's been lowered a bit, and the skill floor has been lowered, so now anyone can feel like they're kind of moving and grooving and, and yeah. kind of staying on their toes and moving a little bit faster and in a more smoother pace without having to be like a speedrunning expert. So I, I really do like that about this game, and it's going to be awesome to get my hands on it when I get all these cool tools to, to move faster across the map. To that point, too, like I, I think that if you can move fast and you're feeling like you're moving really fast, you're probably going to be more like likely to be like, well, I felt like I moved fast. How can I go faster? And, and like get yourself into... Um, you know, the speedrunning realm, if that's something that interests you. But at least for me, if, if I feel like I'm already going really fast, I can be like, okay, how do I make this even more efficient? So, I yeah, I, I think that it looks um, really cool. Yeah. So let's hit play here at 57 seconds. We still got a minute to go from this trailer. My God. Uh, we got to pause at this shot. Oh, my God. One minute, one seconds. We have what looks like uh, the head of an Emmy, would you say? Yeah. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven little balls with these ominous red eyes pointing their way at Samus. You've, you've probably already seen the memes, actually, where it's like, uh, one of my favorite one was like... 
oh yeah uh, retail stores on 759 before a big sale and like the red things are all the customers I, I thought that that was funny but yeah this is a cool shot really formidable here and uh you know just another just another great example of the dread that this game kind of instills in its players also really awesome light effects both on samus's suits and uh these floating emmy heads Yes, definitely. I really love how, I mean, anytime a Metroid, like, art style or a cutscene goes with, like, heavy shadows, like, absolutely love that. Because there's so many cool silhouettes in this game. And what I think is most interesting about the cut, this cutscene in particular is they aren't just, like, you know, Emmy heads or orbs or whatever they are, just kind of floating. They're all on these, like, tracks on the wall. You can see them kind of shifting up and down on the wall as they kind of get focused on Samus and open up. And, and you see that in the same time, like, this room also has, like, a Chozo statue, like a Chozo warrior statue on the right. And we know that the Emmys yeah. were sent to the planet. They're not endemic to planet ZDR. They were sent there by the Federation. Yet, these orbs or whatever are see very clearly on some kind of tracker system in this room, right? So, is this, like, technology, like, even though the Emmys were not endemic or, you know you know, originally from this planet, a lot of this stuff seems like it's intermingled with the Chozo stuff that's on this planet, too. And I'm kind of wondering, like, what the implication of that is. Like, is this also Chozo technology, like, maybe what the Emmys are based off of, even though it's from the Federation? Like, or do they have similar stuff? Like, I'm, I'm really, like, is this, like, a Federation room on ZDR? So I'm, I'm really wondering how that plays out, because it looks like it's very ingrained in the actual, like, systems of the planet itself and the facilities that Samus is finding herself in, and not just, like, mm. part of the Emmys, which, you know, were sent to the planet and are roaming, you know, roaming freely, independent of the, you know, the systems of the planet itself. Yeah, totally. And, and I think that a lot of people also kind of forget, or maybe haven't realized... But um, even I was just replaying Samus Returns not that long ago. When you're fighting the Diggernaut, like that thing looks like an Emmy, very much so. So there's obviously mm -hmm. some influence um, from the Chozo to there, there's some kind of crossover somewhere. And I think that we're going to learn about it. So, yeah, very excited to kind of peel those layers back. Um, let's hit play. We also saw we the storm at... missiles, by the way. Or did you mention that? Oh, um, no, no, I'm seeing we're seeing them right now. So we saw. Yeah, there we go. There we go. We got the storm missiles. Yes. These look awesome. Yeah, so these are pretty um, much like the Seeker missiles, but now yeah, they're Storm these missiles. These look like the Seeker missiles from Corruption. I, I love the Seeker missiles. I, I wish that those, or maybe that was from Echoes, actually, sorry. But anyways, it was one of those things that, like, man, I wish that these would come back, and they never did, and I really do like the ability, especially in this one, because you can aim 360 to to have the Seeker missiles. I, I think that that's going to be really cool. I wonder if you can use that while moving, because it's all the shots, it seems like she's using it while standing. And even though we know she can do 360 aiming and firing while moving now, that's like a special ability. So I'm wondering if maybe that's like just a static stationary ability. But it would be cool to try to like on the run line up all, you know, and and, and paint all of those targets and try to get like I, a storm missile off. I think that'd be, well, I, I would like, hope thinking so. Thinking about it, I, I would assume that to activate the storm missiles, you have to hold down r or whatever button is going to be you fire the missiles um and if you hold it down i would presume that you charge up your your seeker missile or your uh, storm missiles in a very similar manner to how you do with your seeker missiles and then you know there's no reason for you to stop while while doing that you might you like lose your target if you're mm -hmm. moving but i think that you could um so i'm also paused right now on a shot 109 it's a close-up of the dark chozo's face samus just hit him right in the eye with a super missile he's got this like wicked looking scar across across his mask here this is like so good 
Oh yeah, so, now he's mad. Now he's mad because he's like, "Oh, you just you screwed up my fit, messed yeah. up my armor." Now I'm mad. This guy is just like absolutely not. And then he he's doing an air dash. He just air dashed to grab Samus right by the throat. My God. So one thirteen here. We are seeing what again is probably presumably. Well, maybe it's not an early boss fight, actually, because Samus has one, two, three, four, five tanks of energy and, and 100 missiles here. But we've got some kind of Chozo warrior. I don't know if this is a living, breathing Chozo or some kind of reanimated statue or something, but it is going mano a mano with Samus here. And Samus has the spacer beam going on. This thing is coated green. It's got a big spear. Yeah, awesome. this is awesome. this is sick. I love that we get to see. I mean, first off, that the Dark Chozo cutscene is awesome. There's like a raging demon on Samus, like full screen yeah. command grab, so cool. And I hope, oh my god, I hope that's an ability that Samus can get if she can do like an advanced version of like the flash shift, which is like a like a fuller dash that goes even farther and does damage. Oh my god, please, I oh hope I'm god. hope I'm right, but uh. Yeah, and then she fights off what seems like some kind of Chozo, potentially. Uh, either way, the the design of these are so cool. Like, I love, I just love, like, I, I don't know how to describe it because they're, like, bird, like, dinosaur-like, but humanoid as well. Like, obviously, Chozos are, but just how, like, you, you really can't tell if they're actually living or not. But, I, I, like, the sick robotic look to them with, like, the, the scaled plating and the staffs is, ugh. It's such a cool design. I love it, and I cannot wait to fight them because they look sick. Yeah, this this just looks like absolutely awesome. Um, and a small room too, so like it's gonna be kind of a, a close quarters brawl. It looks like, which is something that I really love in Metroid. I, I love like the physical fights, and this looks mm -hmm. as physical as I get. But what's coming next was very exciting to me. So I'm gonna hit play. We're at one thirteen, and it's back. We get the speed boost coming back, and the shine spark absolutely awesome you love to see it back um this ability has not been in a 2d metroid game since metroid zero mission as we talked about 15 years ago has not been in a metroid game at all since uh my god since metroid other m which was over yeah. a decade ago so man it's good to see that come back you gotta have it in a game like this that is emphasizing going a little faster you, you got to have the shine spark and the speed boost because that's the ultimate reward for getting some speed. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I don't know if we're going to see it in this trailer or not or if they showed it on another clip, but a few very, very important things to note about the speed, bird, or the speed booster is you can jump in this game, land, and continue your speed, bird, or your speed boost. So that that is, like, hmm. absolutely bonkers. That That's going to just completely change how this ability is used and I, I think that that's just like a such an exciting prospect because before you had to you had to stop crouch jump speed boost uh or shine spark just crouch speed boost again uh and you had to get up like the little ledge that had a hill so that you could shine spark and run i i think like just getting rid of that mechanic and like being able to just continually speed boost while jumping and sliding by the way uh, man, that's going to be awesome. And again, just like this game is like is all about momentum, uh, seemingly. So it's oh, I can't I can't wait to to do some of the, the shine spark puzzles in this game, because you know that there are going to be some expansions that require you to do some nifty, crafty shine sparking. 
Yeah, I think with all the tools mixed together, when you start to like amass this huge toolbox of things that Samus has, but now with all these upgraded like movement abilities and capacity, like you're going to be able to do some awesome stuff. Oh, just looks awesome. You know, I, I paused it to talk about the speed boost here. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a second late. I'm at 117. Speaking of awesome stuff, we got the screw attack coming back. That's always a favorite of mine. I was actually just playing NES Troid. And, uh, man, the screw attack is just, like, the greatest ability of all time in that game. But, yeah, I'd love to see that come back here. Um, let's press play at 117 and keep it going. We are nearing the end of this trailer. We've got uh, a bunch of awesome action shots. We've got the Spazer. Oh, man, we got the, the Chozo Warrior. He has just got Samus at death's door. He's got her by the throat. He's got that gigantic arm cannon right up in her face. This thing is building power, charging up. Whew, no wonder she gets ability amnesia. Yeah, she passes out from the, 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 the submission hold. You know, yeah, she, no. she taps. No kidding. Well, no, she never taps. She Oh, she, she doesn't tap. She right just passes out. Here, you mentioned earlier Shadow of the Colossus. That could not be more apt. Samus is running up Kraid's giant bellus here. He's got this purple, gross thing. Like an ulcer or something. Belly. <laughs> yeah. And she just, like, sticks her foot, like, right in it. Like, <laughs> just sometimes immediately. You just gotta, sometimes you just gotta do that. You just gotta step right in it and wash your foot after. Kraid's got a bunch of gross stuff on his face, by the way. He just Kraid looks gross. It's awesome. He's not doing well. He looks no. like he's got like a bunch of stuff going on and you know in the in the neck area. Like he's he's not doing great. So I wonder if maybe maybe Samus need to put him out of his misery. I think that's the best thing to do for him. I kind of feel bad for our boy. Like he he's chained up. He probably doesn't He's not he's not there. our boy, man. Let's 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 take that back. I'm I'm team Ridley. So, you know, Kraid can oh, Kraid can I, I get like piled pile like much through. as the next guy, but come on. Kraid is an OG. Kraid has been Kraid, there since day one. Kraid is a big punching bag, and he's going to get bodied like he always does, and he's going to come back just to job out in the first you know 30 minutes of the let, game. Let me, let me tell you something that I learned actually playing any asteroid, because I assumed, I've been conditioned over the years, that Kraid is a big, easy pushover, and Ridley is a super hard boss. And actually, in any asteroid, you can beat Ridley like no problem. And Kraid is the one that's actually fairly challenging. So I, I never, uh, I don't think fully appreciated that until recently. Well, take that for what it's worth. For what it's worth, I still think it's cool that he's back, but I don't think he stands a chance. So we'll see how long he lasts. Well, no, I mean he definitely doesn't stand a chance. He looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, so let's press play. Samus is running up his body. Uh, we see some awesome melee counters here. God, we've got... That beam is just... It's charging up, and it just looks so menacing. It looks bad for for our hero, Samus, here. She passes out, but hold on. Hold on, because something Oh, is... we're skipping over a lot here, man. You're skipping over so much. Hold on, hold on. we got to go back you, here. You want to go on. back? Do you want to talk yeah, about well, what Jozo says? Well, not even that, because we don't know what he says, because he's not speaking English. But, you know, so before that, we see the gravity suit. I can't believe you didn't even say anything about it, but... Uh, you um, know what? We, you're, you're totally we, right. I'm, I'm sorry. We we, sorry. we see the gravity. Well, first of all, back on 117, we see Samus running around with the gravity suit in front of this awesome background where she's running in front of a big, like, Chozo facility with the rain going on. You see the clouds, with, like, the lightning and thunder going off. Looks awesome. And we see a little bit more of that gravity suit 
just after like this cutscene's jumping in and out because she's fighting another enemy and we get like a close up. So we see that gravity suit. She does like a counter. Looks really cool. We also see some Chozo enemies aside from that right there where you're looking right now. You see those Chozo. Those look more like robots to me. They have like jetpacks and, and they're sliding like around robots, on the ground. But they have the arm cannons for sure. Yes. But then yeah. the other ones that we saw earlier, we see them again around 128, and you can see they're like, they have these crazy, grotesque, open, like, monster mouths. When you look at them, like, they don't look like Chozo at all, man. They look like these crazy monsters with, like, disgusting-looking teeth and whatnot on 128. I don't you even know, know what's going before, on there. Before we get to 128, there's uh, I'm at 122. There's something about this room. And actually, even the room that we were just talking about where you're outside and it's storming and stuff like that, like, this is a 2D Metroid to be sure, but, like, looking at all the, the computer screens and the the backgrounds and stuff, like, it just looks like such a Metroid Prime setting in a lot of ways. Like, this looks like a really cool kind of mix of both mm -hmm. of those. And, and maybe it's just because, like, the graphics have allowed 2D Metroid to kind of catch up to where Metroid Prime was, but it, it just... It looks really awesome, and I think it looks, like, very, yeah, very cool. I, well, I think, like, with, you know, with Metroid Prime, so much of it is the amb ambience, right? And, like, the environment. And yeah. now with, when you have a 2D Metroid that can go into these more realistic and, and lively and animated 3D backgrounds, it gives that same kind of immersion where you have, like, you know, it's not just this kind of pixelated thing, like, going on a looped animation that's very short in the background. Now you have these full environments, like with a ton of effects and, and different things moving in the back where there's more depth, not even just like in the far background, but like the closer background, even in like the foreground, you're seeing a lot more happen. So it gives you a lot more, uh, I guess just a lot more of a dynamic visual, which is more reminiscent of the prime games. So really quick to you, I'm pausing at uh, 128 where that just weird looking Chozo monster is. He looks like he's missing half of his head. But I do want to point out really quickly that uh, Samus has 10 energy tanks right here. And it looks like there's room for three more. So maybe that's the final number of energy tanks. Maybe it's not. Uh, it also looks like we have the power bombs at this point. I'm presuming that that is what is beside the missiles here. So that's very cool. And we definitely, yeah, we got the the purple uh, gravity suit that I, I callously skipped over here because I was excited about the end. I, I don't know. I, I was kind of ready for like um like a fresh color scheme or something like that. Uh, like the purple looks good, I think, but we have two fresh color the, the schemes. Dread suit. Well, like so you so you see like the turquoise dread suit and it's like, man, this is a fresh look for Samus. I'm really digging it. And then like I, I kinda wanna keep that look instead of going back to like the the purple that we know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. At the same time, though, I, I love the purple that we know, so I'm glad to see it back because yeah. it's better than I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm never not against seeing the I'm never against seeing the gravity suit. Like it's it's always a warm welcome from me. That's one of the best looks that Samus has, and I think it looks great on this version of of the suit. So I'm I'm very happy to see it. Um. All right, well, I want, I want to get back to the ending here because I think that this is just such a cool shot. And there have been um, some people that have actually been able to, I don't know, decipher, I guess, not not necessarily what the Chozo is saying, what it means, but, like, what he actually says. And they put some words together. Um, I forget what it is, but they, they've got the, uh, the sounds together, and, and apparently they were trying to figure it out, what it is that he's saying. 
like I was talking about earlier, they're doing that over um, in Torvis's Discord server. So hopefully we'll find out exactly what he's saying here. But, you know, it probably makes sense to me that he's saying, like, see you in hell or something like that as he's prepared to blow Samus's head off. Uh, very cool shot. The scar on the Dark Chozo's mask here paused at 133. Just looks so good with the reflection of his, his gigantic arm cannon beam. Uh, this looks awesome. And, of course, if we press play... We've got Samus, like, doing anything she can not to pass out. But here it comes. She's passing out. But 138. Something sweeps over her eyes. And this is where I think... So, obviously, we know that we're going to have the uh, ability amnesia right here. She loses all of her all of her power-ups or whatever. She's going to be left laying. She's going to be left for dead. I think that this is where the dread suit as we know it takes over and i think it has something to do with the metroid dna or something to do with the x whatever whatever it is something is going to take over her body and heal her and i think we saw the tease of that in the last metroid trailer that we saw when you could see her arm kind of begin to glow a little bit and i think that whatever that was that's taken over samus that's going to resuscitate her that is going to change her suit into the dread suit that we know what what say you what do you think about that i don't think it changes the suit definitely not i still think that that has to do with the the ability amnesia like she just gets knocked out so hard or beaten up so bad that she loses her stuff she goes back to the the blue dread suit and she has to work her way back to the yellow various suit then to the gravity etc so i don't know if it's related to that i still think it's going to be some like ulterior rage mode or x factor she can use that she like gets from the chozo somehow like maybe she's somehow able to like steal that like aspect of their power in, in interacting with them kind of like how she can absorb the x and stuff related to that like maybe somehow she absorbs some chozo energy or power and she's able to use that and like go into rage mode or go into x factor and become really strong and and whatnot and that kind of enhances her abilities maybe it gives her like upgraded versions of her moves uh, I don't think it's going to be... I mean, it might have some healing parts to it or regenerative aspects to it, but I don't think that's going to be the core part of it. I think it's going to be, like, the hyper mode of the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know what? I, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm convinced that her suit is there for a reason. And and I feel like they Oh, it's definitely there teased... for a reason. Keeps her safe, bro. Has her weapon on well, it. Well, but you, you know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> like, they, they said, like... They made a point to say, like, um, you'll have to tune in to Metroid Dread to see why, like, she doesn't have her other suit from Fusion. They, they made a point of it. So I feel like there has to be some kind of reason, some kind of, um, I don't know, ex explanation or storyline purpose for her Dread suit showing up the way that it does. We did see a lot of Samus in the various suit in this. So uh, obviously you do get that back at some point because we saw... We saw some from early in the game, but we also saw some from uh, clearly quite deep into the game as well, when you've got like half your energy tanks, over 100 missiles. So I think that you do get it back, but I don't know. I, I feel like this uh, this blue dread suit is, like, I, I feel like it's tied to the story somehow. And it would make sense oh. to me if you got it, because this Chozo did something, and then like the X or the Metroid DNA or whatever it is that's inside Samus willed her back to life somehow. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I definitely agree it has something to do with the story, but I do think it's just, at the end of the day, it's probably just the power suit, and it's just the base form of the suit, and that's kind of what we're seeing, and then we kind of go from there. That said, 
what I do think the progression of this the game suits are going to be is Samus is going to start with the various suit. She's going to go back down to the dread-like power suit. Then she'll get the various suit back again. Then she'll get the gravity suit. But then after that, I think the final suit upgrade is going to be she's going to get her own Chozo suit. I think that's yeah. she's going to get something that looks like the Chozo suit or she's going to outright get one of her own. And I really, really hope that happens because they look so cool. And to give Samus her own version, like with her own helmet and then like the rest of like the sick pauldrons and like the bigger. Oh, like that would that would be so sick if Samus went into like the new games with that sick Chozo suit and, and finished this game with the Chozo suit. Man, I'm down for that. I hope that's that's my prediction. I hope awesome. that happens. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Um. All right, so that is it for the trailer, but uh, there are just like one or two things from the Metro Dread report that we should just briefly mention as well. Okay. Um, returning to this game uh, from Samus Returns is the Pulse Scan, and I'm happy that it's returning, or the Pulse Radar, I should say, sorry. I'm happy that it's returning. I don't particularly love this um, ability, this Aeon ability, because it shows you the map and it shows you all the power-ups. But I, I do love that it's there for, like, players that want to utilize it. I don't really like using it myself because I just like rolling around and bombing everything. But I, I think that it's very cool that it is coming back. So good to see that come back. Yeah, I, you know, I'm pretty indifferent on it. I'll definitely use it because I want to find the stuff and collect it. But at the same time, I also don't really miss some of, like, the the individual, like, invisible block morph ball bombing that is, you know very uh indicative or characteristic of previous 2d metroid games i think that's a part of metroid games that didn't really age very well so maybe this is kind of a necessary evil as the game kind of the series kind of gets a bit more modernized and so they'll stick with keeping this in the games i'm okay with it i still think it, it doesn't really take too much away from the exploratory part of the game so and you, and you don't even have to use it if you don't want to so you can conserve your Aeon Energy to Air Dash all you want if you want, which I think is great because it gives you, you don't have to like just use this. You have so many other options to utilize that energy and that resource. You don't feel like, well, I only have one or two other options. I might as well just use it for this. You'll still have, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of ways to mix it up. Yeah. And the only other thing that uh, we should really mention from the Metroid Dread report is uh, the, the brief little trailer that is on there. We won't break it down because there's really not a lot that happens. But you do see uh, Samus's ship from Fusion, and it looks awesome. It's the purple ship, and it's in glorious HD, so it looks very cool. It's doing a ton of like crazy flips and, and something like that. And then at the end of the trailer, uh, let's say at about a minute 20 in, you do see Samus, and she's waking up. She's in the Dread power suit. Um, this is very clearly immediately after the Chozo, the Dark Chozo has just bodied Samus. She's in the same room. She is struggling to get to her feet. Uh, she can barely get up. And uh, this is the immediate after effect of that fight. So yeah, very, uh, very kind of a cool trailer. Um, another little sneak peek into, you know, the, the beginnings of the game. So very, very excited. Awesome trailer. Can't wait. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that we'll have another trailer. I think that maybe we could if they show, if they have a September Nintendo Direct, which historically they've done. But also, like, I feel at this point, like, Metroid Dread is on a, you know, it's kind of on cruise control. Like, it, it, a lot of people, I think, um, you know, they're either going to buy it or they're not at this point. But I, I would be down to see another trailer for sure. 
I just don't. I don't want Nintendo to like start getting comfortable though, because it, it isn't on autopilot yeah. just yet. The game still has a month. There's still no guarantee it'll, you know, it'll sell a ton. So the, I still think they should push. I do think we'll get another trailer. I think we'll get a third trailer before the game launches, likely within the two weeks of the game launching, when they start to push more ads and more commercials for the game and more spots for it. I think we could see another gameplay trailer, though I don't think it'll reveal as much as this one has. And it might even be like kind of an amalgamation of previous gameplay we've seen in like the previous two trailers. Mm-hmm. But I do think they'll release one more trailer, a trailer three, if you will, before the game launches. Yeah, I could see that. I could see them releasing a trailer three and it kind of bringing the focus back on the Emmys somehow. And maybe it's the. Maybe it's like a tease of like a Ridley Emmy, like we kind of think that there might be, or maybe it's something else entirely. But I could, I could see another trailer. I hope that they do. Um, like I said, it is kind of like, you know, it, it's on autopilot. We're we're gearing up towards uh, October eighth here real fast, but you still you want to keep the foot on the gas. So absolutely, yeah, awesome trailer, and it was awesome to be back and recording with you. It uh, it it was a long three weeks away, but I I felt. Uh, it felt good to be back talking Metroid. Yeah, man. Glad to have you back. I mean, this this episode flew by for me, and I was glad we were able to finally talk about this trailer because yes. I haven't talked about really too many Metroid spoilers. I mean, shout-outs to the, the Omega Metroid Discord for being there for me as we've talked a bunch of spoilers lately. And uh, I've been holding back on Twitter, but I think after this one, I don't know, I might have to talk about Samus Wave Dashing a bit more and Air Dashing. Who knows? But, yeah, I'm glad to have you back, man. It was awesome to talk about the trailer, and uh, I can't wait to get you know closer and closer to launch of this game, and then eventually, actually, like literally, actually talking about Metroid Dread, having played it, oh, it's coming very soon. Yes, can't wait. It's, it's gonna be crazy. Like, so we're gonna have early impressions of Metroid Dread. That is, uh, that's gonna be like, I think we record two days after Dread comes out, so we're gonna have some early impressions. We'll have um, like a full story review the week after. We'll, have, we'll we'll do a mapping Metroid about our favorite section of the game. Whatever section that ends up being, we'll do. I, there's gonna be so much stuff. Uh, the music, the the items, the power. There's so much that is uh, that is going to be. You know, we're gonna be able to talk about here. Which uh, I mean, for for a Metroid podcast, like we were in uh, we were in Siberia when we started this. So to see where we where we are now versus when we started this is uh, is pretty incredible. But. Um, yeah, that is, my God, that's like a month away, so not even that long. So until we get there, uh, we are going to get out of here for this week. Of course, thank you guys for checking us out, and uh, we encourage you guys to let your Metroid fans or Metroid friends in your life know where they can get their weekly <laughs> Metroid fix, uh, and check us out over on Twitter. We would really appreciate that, at Omega Metroid Pod. You can check me out at Spateri316 and Dak out at DakCity underscore. Uh, check us out over on Discord, too. We're always talking Metroid there and uh, whatever else kind of floats our boat we i think we literally got like a destiny 2 chat going on so if you're into that yeah come and uh come, and come play come play destiny <laughs> we're playing destiny in the server come play and we were talking about wrestling too so yeah so come and check that out as well um and check us out over on podbean itunes spotify apple pods wherever you get your podcasts like and subscribe uh that is it that is all we are out of here and we will see you guys next week take care <laughs>